Blair Johnson, and you are listening to the Rock Student Ministry Podcast. For more information, you can visit www.fbcrockhill.org. Now a word from our high school and college pastor. Well, again, this is Chris Howe with Proverbs 9-9 Podcast, and today I got a special guest on with me, Rob Harden. Rob is going to be leading worship, uh, him and Lauren Day, on March 28th for our Parenting Matters Conference and so I wanted to give you a little familiarity with who he is and uh, ask him a few questions and and uh, j- just kind of spend some time with him here about the next 15 minutes so when he comes in on the 28th, you have a better understanding who he is. So Rob, welcome uh, to the show. And uh, to start with, Rob, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where do you live now, um, What married, kids, that sort of thing? Absolutely, Chris, man. Love you, man. Good brother. And i um... So I want to talk about, basically, I've been doing ministry for about nine years. I'm 31. Uh, I've used music and um, evangelism through my music as a tool in ministry for the last nine years. I live in Mebane, North Carolina. Uh, I was born in Charlotte, grew up at the coast, and now I'm planted in Mebane, which is kind of between Burlington and Chapel Hill. Uh, I've been married for nine years now, and I have three children, a uh, daughter who's 10, and then two boys, eight and five. So family is very important to me. And yeah. Good deal, good deal. Yeah, we got a guy that led worship last weekend that's from Sanford. And when he said that, he asked if anybody in the congregation knew where that was, and a few did. And I was like, dude, I know where that is because Rob lives right up that way. Um, People are hearing that we're bringing you and Lauren Day in to lead worship on the 28th of March for our parenting conference. Um, Tell us a little bit about how you got started just in the music industry in general. Yeah, myself. So uh, when I was 18 is kind of really when I got my start. So uh, I had got I had gone to to jail when I was eighteen actually, but music has, had always been uh, a big part of my life. My dad and my my uncle uh, they played country and bluegrass music, and then I heard Tupac, <laughs> and right. it kind of changed the game for me. So I started doing hip hop music, and um, when I was eighteen, I had got out and uh, went to Charlotte, got a manager um, who was a A and R at Universal Records, and then he began to manage my career, and I was really just starting out. Um, and then we started traveling, we started doing all of that stuff, and and here's where here's where change happened to me. Because, you know, I grew up listening um, to a lot of hip hop music. I grew up watching the videos, the lifestyle. And right, I was right. like, man, man, I want that. You know what I'm saying? I want that. I want that money. I want that. What they what they what they say is happiness. I want those cars. And when I started to see what was in the music industry, how fake it was and how fabricated it was, uh, that side of it, you know, they would do the videos and then they would return the money and they would return the jewelry and turn in the cars because they were rented. And I was like, man, I spent all of my life chasing after something that was not real. You know, and and I was like, do I really want to be a part of this? And and the music industry kind of um, there, you know, it's a business, but it really tried to change me as a person and an artist. And it was something that um, I, I guess it, it wasn't destined for me as in that time, in that season, you know, and, right. and God, God had another plan. Right. So. So that that's kind of where, you know, I did see the music. I saw, you know, met a lot of artists, met a lot of people within the industry. And um, so that's kind of where it all started at as far as the industry is concerned. Right. I, I know from you and I talking before, part of your part of your desire, part of the way just God molded you into the hip hop industry, more importantly, the rap industry, uh, was a little bit based on the way you grew up and maybe the lack of parenting that you had or just the hard times that you seem to fall on when you were a, when you were a kid and had no choice, and sure. the way um, you had some recovery that most artists have that lends them to a, a, a rap type lifestyle uh, in the lines of poetry. So, speak for just a minute about that and kind of your background in that area and, and how you used poetry through to rap and, and how that connection happens. 
Yeah, when I was eight. So when I was eight, I was, uh, you know, DSS in the state uh, took me and my siblings out of our parents' care and put us into foster care. So when I went to go live, they started looking for homes for us. Uh, my grandparents, they took me and my older sister in. And when they took me to a therapist to kind of work out my issues, I, I wasn't really a big talker. I, I dealt with a lot of separation, anxiety and anger and things like that. And they gave me a notebook and they said, you know, if he can't really talk about what he's going through, give him this notebook and maybe he'll be able to write it down. And she said that this is going to be probably one of the biggest tools in your life if you use it well. And she was right. You know, that was the biggest thing for me was um, I was able to talk about what I was going through, talk about kind of work through some of those things and those traumas that I had gone through as a kid. Uh, So when. Uh, it started out as poetry, you know, I started reading like Shel Silverstein and even Dr. Seuss, you know, as I was a kid, I started reading all these, 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 all this poetry and I thought it was the coolest thing ever, you know, the way that they could flip their words and do things like that. And then as I started listening to music, I think, um, I, I was I was more gravitated towards the artists that talked about realer things and talked about coming from the struggle, talked about uh, dealing with certain things that I dealt with as a kid. So I knew that that's yeah, that really transitioned my music. So it started out as poetry, right. which rap rap is rhythm and poetry started out as poetry and then transitioned more into hip hop uh, as my music evolved. Right, right. So so, I, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a rapper. I'm a rapper wannabe. So we could say that uh, poetry and rap, the only difference is one comes with the beat, and uh, but they both tell a story, um, yeah. and, and they start somewhere and finish somewhere. Um, so I, I love hearing your story about that. So you grew up wanting to be in the hip-hop industry, and we just heard why, but now you're classified as a Christian hip-hop artist, which uh, for some in our church may go, there's such a thing that exists. Uh, right. And for many that are listening, yes, there's Christian hip-hop, Christian rock, Christian metal, Christian country. Um, and so you'd be classified as a Christian hip hop artist. How did that transformation come about? And for how long have you been doing what you do now? Because you said you started down that road of being a hip hop artist in the secular world, but now all of a sudden you found yourself over the last years as a Christian hip hop artist. How did that, how did that take place? Where where did that switch come from? And then how long you've been doing what you do now? Yeah, so I'll say this, that, that the people who feel like is that even a thing are not alone because I didn't even realize that Christian hip-hop was a thing. Uh, even when I came to church for the first time when I was 21, got saved with my now wife, you know, I didn't even understand that. But I know when when, when I got saved, um, my the way I heard things, the way I saw things completely changed. He changed me from the inside out. So I didn't want anything to do with music because I was, you know, I knew what I was doing wasn't glorifying the Lord. A lot of music is a glorification of self. And I knew that was a big thing when I started to grow my relationship with the Lord that I couldn't do. Um, so I, when I started to transition, um, I started doing discipleship and cross training and just learning who I was and building roots. Uh, somebody came up to me and they said, Hey man, you know, I heard you were a rapper. You can do this in the church. And I didn't believe them. Um, I, I just never heard of it. So when I started, I, you know, I went home and I got in my car and I said, Lord, if you could use this this talent that you've given me and you can you can make it something that's usable, that can help somebody else, then I'm game. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when I started writing. And, you know, and, and it, a lot of I think I've had people tell me they said, yo, man, how do you how do you rap Christian? And it was always an interesting question because I was like, I don't necessarily rap Christian, I said, because um God came into my heart first. Uh, the tran- you know, that transformation happened, and the music is just a byproduct of what right, happened right. in my life. So that's the message that comes through the music. Um, so 
you know, and then and then people like said, you know, they'll they'll put the labels on, you know, Christian hip hop, Christian rap, Christian, you know, that's just what it is. But first and foremost, like you said, being a Christian, a believer of Jesus, and then the music following after that. So that's that's what it. And I've been doing it for the last, I would say, nine years, um, and I've put out five albums, and I'm just I'm putting out a brand new album this Friday. So awesome, yeah, awesome. So basically, what you're doing is you're saying that you you rap the gospel, which. Um, so, so you're rapping the gospel with the beat, which changes people's heart and returns moves their feet. You, you see what I just did? You can use those lyrics if you want to. That was real nice. That was real nice. There you go. So on the 28th, you're coming with Lauren Day. I know Lauren Day is a, is an artist there in your area. Um, briefly tell yeah. us a little bit about her. Uh, what what makes her special? I know you partner up with her on some on some tracks y'all have done, and um, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know the awesome thing about Lauren. So I moved out to Mebane uh, about two years ago, and when we first got planted here, it took about three months. And and me and my wife know how important church, the church body, is as a community, and how much we needed it. You know, when we moved out here, we were a new plant, and we were uh, we went to First Baptist of Mebane. And when uh, we went to the church, we loved it. We loved the, the pastor and everything. So I saw Lauren. She was singing one morning, and I was sitting in the back, and um, I said, "Man." She's, it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? She's got something special, you know, the intangible, like, you know, she's not just up there singing, but there's something special about it. You know, there's a special thing. And uh, I, I remember talking to her afterwards. I said, you know, we should, we should definitely link up and, and come over to the studio and make some music together. And she had been making music. She's from South Maryland and she's a plant to Mebane too. So uh, she's in Mebane. And then my friend, John Ferguson, he's from Texas and he's in Mebane. So I was like, man, God, it must be orchestrating some things for us to make some music together. And Lauren, she's just, uh, she's an amazing voice. And I think she's, she's had a lot of uh, country influences and then obviously worship now in Christian. And she kind of blends all of that together. And I think um, with me, you know, I've always been so passionate about what I did, and she's always passionate too. I think I might have fired her up, fired her up a little more, right. even when I said, "Hey, let's let's do some music," you know. So um, she's really um, getting, and she leads worship at our church, uh, our night service, uh, New Light Worship, which is more of a contemporary service. She leads the worship there every Sunday night, and um, she's just great, man. She's a great songwriter. She's a great person, um, and yeah, I mean, Lauren Day is phenomenal. She is so good. That's awesome. So yeah. for those who are listening, Rob and Lauren have done some uh, some tracks together where they're doing contemporary music. And so basically what it looks like is Lauren sings the the chorus of the line, so like another in the fire. She sings the chorus, and mm-hmm. then where you would normally hear the, the verses, verse 1, verse 2, uh, Rob comes in and gives you those verses, uh, not what's written, uh, but his story and, and the gospel in, in his unique way. Uh, and he fills that that space of the verse, and then Lauren comes back in and and sings the the um, the chorus there. And, and you know, Rob, one of the things that I found uniquely interesting as I was listening to your music again this week, and you know, I'm a fan, um, is I have a tendency to understand the chorus more when I hear your lyrics with with it. Um, and it's not like I said, it's not the lyrics that were written. Um, it's just what God's moved you to put in there uh, mm-hmm. to the beat you do. Is for those you've been listening, most of you maybe have heard rap music before, and you thought I can't understand a word they're saying. Um, Rob's music is unique in the fact that um, you can hear it once, and pretty much you could rap with them because it, it's clear. Um, that's that's due in part to him, but I think it's also due in part to the Holy Spirit who allows us to hear the message that He's trying to convey because. Uh, as you said earlier, Rob, it's 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 a message from him. It's not a message from you. 
And uh, so I think that's really unique. I'm, I'm excited about the 28th. I'm excited about what you guys are bringing uh, with this um, kind of unique style of worship. I, I think our church is just going to love it. I, I think you're going to connect with the culture that day that is focusing on parents, but also on their teenagers and their kids. And uh, let's just be honest, you know probably better than I do that kids are out listening uh, to the hip-hop culture right now, and what they're listening to um, is no good. You, you referenced Dr. Seuss a minute ago and we, that you like the, the, the rhyming technique of that, and, and we know that Dr. Seuss was canceled out. <laughs> At least some of right. him was canceled out soon. But if you, yeah. if you followed some that were mainstream media uh, that were trying to figure out why that happened, they talked about the difference between Dr. Seuss and WAP. So WAP is one of those songs that I'm sure teenagers in my group have heard, um, but you could speak to it better than I can. It is absolutely not what they need to be hearing in their ears and digesting in their heart. You know, and, I, and just to, to elaborate on that, I I really feel like, you know, that just that style of music, obviously, you know, I grew up in it. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's easily can pull you away and kind of catch your ears and stuff. But I also feel like, as 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 even young hearts as old i mean we we desire something more than that but we're fed that you know constantly it's kind of fed down our throats with the radio and things like that but then when you hear something positive people really desire to have that a good example is uh god twang which is one of my songs played on a big mainstream station in ohio two days ago and it played between what and it played between travis scott which are two huge you know you two go. huge songs and artists and um the 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 differences, but you could hear the power, you know what I'm saying? In between those in that song and how people, how people wanted that, you know, they didn't have to have the other stuff. They could get something positive. So, um, yeah, that's definitely what I want to be able to do with the music. Well, listen, Rob, I appreciate you joining me, uh, today on this podcast. Uh, it'll be coming out, uh, here just soon. We're trying to get you in front of our people before you get in front of our people. So they have an understanding of who you are. Absolutely. Um, we got Dr. Ross is going to be coming on on Friday, and uh, we'll be putting him out there on our social media platforms. Uh, so those of you that are listening, if you're listening on on uh, Apple, just know that you can also pick this podcast up on Spotify and on Pandora and soon to be coming out on Google. Uh, Rob, I'm looking forward that w- after the 28th and you get in here and do some lead us in some worship that I can get you back on another podcast as we talk mm-hmm. about the music industry um, the road that it can suck you down, whether you're trying to be a performer in it or mm-hmm. whether you're listening to it. Because I, I believe from either side of that, of that aisle, uh, the, the devil can use that to, to get you caught up in things that, as you said earlier, are not glorifying to God but glorifying to man and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and in a lot of ways can be very detrimental. So I, I hope, uh, now that I got you on here, I hope I can put you on the record for saying that you'll come back on with me after the 28th sometime and we'll We'll do a podcast uh, a little more in-depth about your background and a little more in-depth about how God uh, delivered you, which is one of your songs. Uh, So before we close out, tell the people where, if they want to hear your music, uh, where can they hear that at and what's it under? Yeah, so uh, every platform, obviously, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, um, everywhere, anywhere music is, if you just search Rare of Breed, uh, you will find my music and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. So uh, it's it's easily accessible. You can hear whatever you need to hear, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Awesome. Good deal. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you being with me. Know that myself and the staff here at the church and, and our student ministry volunteers, man, we're praying for you and Dr. Ross and Lauren and um, we, we truly believe that that day is just going to be an amazing day. It's going to be a difference maker 
uh, in the lives of parents and their teenagers and their uh, their preteens. And I uh, mean, I'm just super excited about you coming and being a part of that and giving up some time. Look forward to seeing you and your family again. And uh, until next time, until we find ourselves on this podcast, uh, talking a little deeper about this, man, I just hope God continues to bless you and all that you do. Amen. Yeah, it's going to be phenomenal. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Well, awesome. Listen, I appreciate you joining me on Proverbs 9-9 podcast. And until next time, have an amazing day.